This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Hey, stackers. Welcome to the end of what normally would be our off week. However, we're not doing that this week. If you've missed the shows on Monday and Wednesday, we're presenting all of our live shows from Orlando on Monday, Kansas City on Wednesday. Guess we got for you today? Detroit. What a crowd. This venue was a third of the size of the other venues. And when I stepped out on the stage, we had people standing in the back. Every seat was taken. We had 100 seats and man, were they full. So uh, packed house on hand. We again made changes to the show. This will be a lot different than the other two shows. So I'm super excited for you to hear it. Thanks again to Bloom with three O's, stackybedjamins.com forward slash Bloom. Chris Costello, who I felt like became just another member of the Stacky Benjamins family. He was with us so much. Uh, By the way, thanks to our producer, Richie, who traveled with us. Richie, we don't thank enough. Uh, for all the hard work that he puts into making these things happen. And he actually, in this one, instead of being in the back of the room, he sat right next to the stage. So thanks to everybody who came out. We have people from Cleveland, from the opposite side of Michigan, from Columbus, from Cincinnati, people from all over came out to Detroit. And man, just the vibe in that room was so fun. Thanks, by the way, to Seth and Becky from the Debrief podcast, We're going to have that in the feed this weekend for you, so you'll be able to hear that show as an extra bonus. All right, but without further ado, my favorite storyteller is here, uh, Shannon Kaysan. You got to hear that segment, but I don't want to take away from the other segments because everybody brought it. Let's say hello to the Stacky Benjamin Show in Detroit. Live from Detroit, Michigan, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. (laughs) 
it, fun fact here, folks. The show was originally supposed to be down at the Detroit Lions football stadium, Ford Field, but some loser named Luke Bryan's getting ready to play there, and he didn't want us to upstage him. Dude's a total diva. So, we're coming to you live from the next best venue in the area, Ferndale, Michigan's Go Comedy Improv Theater. <laughs> On today's show, we welcome, from the Homemade Stories podcast, Shannon Kaysan. From the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, Andy Hill. From KatherineAlford.com, believe it or not, it's Cat Alford. And from the Financial Garden blog, Tasha Danielle. Plus, we welcome our TIAA difference maker from the Emily Ann Griffin Foundation, Inger Griffin. Featuring from 401k management company, Bloom. Guest co-host, Chris Costello. And for one night only, our amazing stacking Benjamin's music comes from the man behind our incredible SB swag, Brad Lark. Oh, I didn't think you were going to get that kind of applause. Nice, okay. And now, three guys who I just learned can seriously pack away the Coney Dogs and Burners, which, by the way, is a brutal combination in a small rental car. Chris Costello, Joe Salcihai, and O-J-J-J-J-G! We made it. We made it. Right. We are here, OG. We are here. I love me some Coney dogs. I know. We do love Coney dogs. You're welcome, Doug. <laughs> Sorry about that. Still a little lightheaded. Yeah. Chris, you've never had a Coney dog. Well, no, but this is your hometown here. We're here. This Back is my hometown, Detroit. How are you? <laughs> It's so good. We are moving back to Detroit in January, because what the hell could go wrong in January, right? <laughs> Great. Best time it. of the year, weather-wise, Yes. Right? Perfect. Well-planned. That's what we talk about here, OG, is planning. Planning, yes. All perfect about time planning. Strategery. Another nerd joke between the two of you, inside nerd, nerdery joke? Uh, we, we, could, we don't care about them. It's just him and I nerding out all night. We got a great show tonight. Tonight is brought to you by two great sponsors. First, we have, as Len Penzo says, Bloom is our sponsor with three O's. Thank you. And unusually, this is when I read about Bloom, but we've got Mr. Bloom here, Chris Costello, everybody. Tell us all about it, man. Bloom's actually a real company. I'll explain it this way. Raise your hand if you have or have ever had a 401k. And keep it up in the air for a second. Keep it real high. Now, Leave your hand in the air if you felt like you really knew what you were doing with that 401k. That is why we started Bloom. Later in the show, I'll tell you what we do. Yeah. Nice. And we're also brought to you by TIAA. And this is really cool. We have a segment today called the TIA Difference Maker segment. TIA is celebrating their centennial by celebrating the people who've inspired others and made a positive impact in the world. On October 1st, they honored 100 difference makers around the country with a $10,000 donation in their name to support the nonprofit where they made a difference. That's 100 donations totaling, for those of you bad at math, $1 million TIA gave to nonprofits around the country. And we've got one of them right here today. It's gonna be great, yeah, absolutely. 
To learn more about the Difference Maker 100 program, take that interactive TI Difference Maker quiz to find out what type of Difference Maker you are, or to see the inspiring stories of Difference Makers around the country, visit their website at TIAA Difference Maker 100.org. All right, we've got a fantastic show. We've got. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Rude, Joe. Airplane what, mode, dude. Uh, hold on. Well, oh, uh, this is my mom. I'm sorry. She only calls if it's an emergency. So I, I have to pause for a second. Um, you know what? Carry All on. Right. Richie, can you just put this over the speakers? We, we didn't tell mom we were here. Oh, great idea. So if you guys could keep it just quiet for a second, I'm going to talk to mom. Is that okay? Okay. Just, just stay really quiet, and uh, we'll see how this goes. Look, mom? Hello? Mom? Joe? Joe, is that you? Mom, that's me. God, Hello? my glasses? The number on this phone. That... <laughs> Mom, so, it goes like Joe. this every time. Mom? Mom, I'm here. Hello, Mom? Oh, hey, honey. Hey. Where are you, boys? <laughs> we... Library. Library. Uh, we're at the Texarkana Library? <laughs> oh, well, okay. I was wondering, how do you think I should dress for Halloween? Gertrude always has such a great costume. Okay, well, you know what? You're not competing with Gertrude, Mom. Just go however you want. I mean, you're creative. Oh, what if I went as an IRS agent? Well, that's that's (laughs) kind of your and my... What's that? It's a pretty scary... Scared too many kids. Well, yeah, but that's her and my sense of humor and not a lot of other people's, Mom, so I think we'll skip that one. Well, you know, I don't know. Ooh, how about an insurance agent? I could slick my hair back. You know what happened to your scalp last year when you, you remember that? When she, yeah, her scalp. Don't do that, Mom. Oh, well, then how about a stockbroker? I could stuff my pockets full of money. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a little on point, so we might not want to go that way. I think we'll we'll pass on that one. Oh, 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 oh. What about a hot and naughty hot? All right. Whoa, easy. Hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. Oh. My ears are burning. I'm sorry. We didn't mean for you to hear that. Uh, where was I? That's what I'm going to be for so Halloween. So bad. Yeah. So bad. We got a great show, though. We, we've got Shannon Case on here, who is the best storyteller I've ever heard. And he is here tonight with us. We got the TIA Difference Maker. We're going to answer your questions with some help from my friend Tasha Danielle. But first, we've got headlines. So let's get this party started. Hello, darlings. And now, it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins Headlines. And our headline today is about juggling all kinds of stuff. Whether you're in the Detroit area or listening to this podcast, we're juggling more and more every day. And we got two people who are juggling a lot. First of all, she has a phenomenal blog where she talks about juggling marriage, kids, and money. And he has a podcast called Marriage, Kids and Money from KatherineAlford.com. Kat Alford and for Marriage, Kids and Money, it's our good friend Andy Hill. Yeah. What's happening? How are you? You two are juggling a ton. First of all, Kat and I have a bunch in, in common. Yes. You have twins. I do, as do you. 
Yeah, and uh, I have more less hair than I have more hair. What am I talking about? <laughs> in your dreams, <laughs> I have more hair than you. I have my hair is gone because mine are twenty three. Yours are four, so there's still time for these locks to go. Yes. Yeah. We have any babysitters in the audience? Cats looking for babysitters. We have a long list, but we always need more. Come on, Mister. <laughs> and then Andy, how many? Uh, how old are your kids, and how many do you have? I have two kids, six and four. And you, Kat, are incredible. So you have a full-time career. Yes. Your husband has a full-time career. Yes. You're running the KatherineAlford.com uh, uh, empire, and he's a physician. Yes. How are you? How do the two of you manage your money when you're always that busy? Well, I think we had a really good foundation. So I got married when I was 22, so it was such a baby. But back then, before kids, before my business took off, before he got into medical school, we were able to have weekly budget meetings, which grew to monthly budget meetings. We were able to talk a lot about our goals. So these days, you know, actually today, we've been together 13 years today. So now, I know. It's been a journey, y'all. Okay. Yes. Is Jonathan happy? Like this is. Hey, for our anniversary, for our we're anniversary. gonna go do. I have a heck of an idea. He's, he's here. He's probably he like, "What's that today?" The spark hasn't so, gone out. So romantic. Wow. Yes. Lucky this is guy. How we like Lucky. to spend it. Um, but yeah, these days we just sort of run on autopilot, just because of his schedule. Now he's a third-year resident and a surgical subspecialty, so he's. He's gone a lot. So now I handle the day-to-day, but he's really great at long-term things. He's, he's like more risk. I'm more risk-averse. So he really helps us go for bigger things, bigger goals. He pushes me a lot. So we make a really good team now, but it was that early foundation that helped us get there. Having those weekly meetings was really important yeah. up front. Yeah. yeah. I hope we can bring them back, you know, someday. Yeah. But for at this season, we don't have them as frequently anymore. A lot of people don't have those. How did you, whose idea was it to start having the weekly meetings? Who do you, who do you the think? The financial nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well. the, the money blogger. <laughs> that would be me. Um, it was my idea. But, I mean, when we got married, Joe, we each had, when we joined our accounts, I was like, I have 200 bucks. And he was like, me too. <laughs> so when we joined our accounts, we're like, no, we have 400. So, I mean, we had, we started with nothing. Thing. So it was, it's really easy to budget when you only have 400 bucks, right? So, um, but as as we grew and as you know our careers took off, we, you know there's more to manage. So, how do the money discussions yeah. go in your family, Andy, with you and uh, Nicole? Great question. Well, we we sort of tag along with with Kat's idea yeah. there of the monthly get-togethers, and uh, we've dubbed it the budget party. And this was again <laughs> the blogger idea of coming up with it, calling it a party because it's really not a party. It was. Yeah, so that, that's my heck, that's my heckling wife over there. Um, you have the cool so, hats and everything too. So I called it a party to try to convince her to come, and it, it, she kind of saw right through it. Really, it was just sort of marketing sales terms. That's but she stuck around did. though. Yeah, she stuck around. Yeah, seven years later, you're still showing up. So you can make fun of it all you want, sweetheart. You're still coming. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I want to know how did you pitch this? The idea of the weekly or the month, like, like, well, how did you sell that? Yeah, I mean, Other honestly, for us, I mean, all kidding aside, we talked about our, our, our financial dreams. Like, what would be an exciting thing you'd actually show up for each month to talk about? And for us, it was, hey, wouldn't it be great if you were able to stay at home with the kids, if we were able to figure out how we could eliminate all of our debt, and then you'd be able to stay at home with our kids when they came into this world. And that really inspired her to continue to show up. 
<laughs> and uh, and have some fun with me. We got some pizza. We got some beer. We got some wine. We had a good time. So uh, you, do you do you and Jonathan also have pizza, beer, wine? Well, alcohol is definitely a good requirement, a requirement. for any budget meeting. It's just like budgets, alcohol. It it helps it kind of go a little bit smoother, you know. All the non-finance nerds in the audience are. Uh, this might be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll do this. This do is better right. than I thought. So Drinking. So good. All right. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, let's talk about getting your kids involved. I mean, we talked about you and your spouse, but Andy, we'll start with you. Two children. How are you starting to teach them about money? Yeah, just recently, maybe like last year, we started to get to a point where we said, all right, this this little human is capable of doing more than just asking for food and candy. So what can we do to help them actually help around the house? So uh, we started a chore and reward program for our then five-year-old daughter. So every Saturday morning, uh, we would give her a few select very easy chores for her to contribute in the house. So emptying the small little garbage cans around the house, helping to wash the counters. And these were all things that I would do with her to help you know, encourage her and have fun with it. We'd be playing the Frozen soundtrack while we're doing the yeah. stuff just to have fun with it. So, And you're you know, singing at the top of your lungs, aren't you? Uh, no yeah. joke. Yeah, I know sure, all yeah. of the words to every Disney song <laughs> yes. there ever was at this point now. So. It's true, guys. Absolutely. I've been to his house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this way we could correlate hard work with reward. And we wanted to do that for our children early on. And now the great thing is that when she wants something, she, th- she now comes to me and says, hey, Dad when can I do my chores, as opposed nice. to, hey, Dad, can I have 20 bucks? So mm-hmm. even at six years old, it's working, my friend. So <laughs> Nice job. Absolutely. Thank you. Have now, you started, I'm, I'm sorry, have you started to use any technology tools, apps, or anything like that to introduce you know, money? We, we started, at, at one point, the save jar, the glass yeah. jar that we had, got a little full, which is a good thing, because we got very um, generous grandmas, we'll say. So the save jar started to get a little big. So we started to um, open it, we actually opened an ally savings account for her. So now we just show her, hey, here's your balance, and then she sees that grow and the compound interest that's associated cool. with it. So yeah. we're starting to have some of those conversations. Money making money. Absolutely. They kind of learn about Absolutely. how keeping it there makes yeah. Cat, yours are younger, so how are, are you starting to have those conversations? Right. So I have four-year-old twins, and I think conversation is the key word here. I have been talking to my kids about money since I like I couldn't even like use a grocery cart with infant twins, right? I would just like put the bus of a stroller through the grocery, and I'd be like, okay, kids, I'm buying the groceries, and I'm using my debit card, and the reason I have money in my debit card is because mommy works and daddy works, and they're like infants, right? Um, <laughs> things happen. I can imagine how great that was to but walk behind you in now. the store. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, I am that serious. I want to make money a conversation. I want them to be able to come to me and ask me anything about money. I want it to not be a taboo topic in my house. So I have to keep track of which twin gets to help me pump gas every time I pump gas. I love and, this. Yeah, I... they know whose turn it is. They really remember. And every time mommy's putting the card in, and the reason I can use this card is because I worked and I put money on this card. And I know it seems really basic, but over time they get the connection and then they learn that work equals money. But you did, you had only one child. I thought this was brilliant. You didn't have time to unbuckle both seats. No, no. So it was just, it was practical. Yeah, Yeah. no, one at a time. Absolutely. We, We talked about married people, we talked about people with kids. Let's talk about people that are single. I mean, you guys rely on your spouses. For single people, what do you think the challenges then would be? If we can talk about it, we've got. Both spouses. Yep. And then obviously the, the benefit of that is that we've got the opportunity to have two incomes too. Right, so when you're talking helps. about being single, you are you're relying on your own income and you're relying on the challenges that come along with that. And if they are single with kids, even more so of an opportunity to teach 
them about these opportunities. So modeling is a great opportunity yeah, to do that. Whatever sure. you are doing in your financial situation, your kids are going to watch you and then emulate that, whether you're married or single. And so having those good financial values and financial principles is a great thing to, yeah, to start Even to single without kids, though. I mean, you can have, I think accountability is the key word here, right? With any goal you're trying to achieve. So even if you're a young single person at work, just having your buddy at work that will also like brown bag lunch it with you. You're like, look, we're both paying off student loans like can you at least hang out with me while we both eat the lunches that we bring while everyone else goes and buys lunch every single day so you just have to find someone with similar values even if you aren't married and don't have a partner you just it helps to have someone to keep you accountable. I think that's a great point. Like having yeah. that accountability partner or even just a community that yeah. supports you. Or I just mean... become a blogger. Then you'll have lots of people <laughs> like you. Then you hang out with nerds all day yeah. like us. Yeah. Isn't that living the dream? Indeed. Yes. Uh, so I think the key words I heard here were accountability partner. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teaching kids about money. I love the early conversations. Yes. And dad uh, singing Frozen. We'll try to block that out. Yeah. yeah. He's the closing and... act, guys. Right. <laughs> You're ready. And then, and then with your spouse, those weekly meetings are getting a good foundation. I think that's great. Absolutely. Kat Alford from KatherineAlford.com. Andy Hill from Marriage, Kids, and Money. Right here in Detroit, everybody. Give him a big hand. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice job. All right. Those are some valuable, valuable lessons. I agree. Two, two other tips, too. If anybody in the audience has got older kids, I had my older kids uh, find, name two or three companies that they were interested in, products that they like to buy, and then I actually went and bought stock in those companies for them. Oh, so they cool. started to attract them. It's, it's more interesting than like a mutual fund. Yeah. That's kind of boring. But if they've got you know shares of Apple or shares of Nike, products that they use. I well, because then they kind of get it. They get exactly. that this is a company I don't I really own. care if the stocks make money. What I want to do is stimulate an interest in this, yeah. an interest in investing. Another app that I'll give you a suggestion on is Greenlight. It's a wonderful app for kids, probably teenage kids, that you can manage kind of some savings accounts and allowances through the app. It's a wonderful tool. I've been very happy with it. So we use Stockpile, which we talked about on the show before. Same sort of deal where you can tell your kids, hey, pick from the brands that you recognize. So it doesn't hide... Kellogg's somewhere in there, they see Pop Tarts. Right. And they go, Yeah, yeah. I eat those, yeah. so I want that stock. <laughs> yeah. You know. And you know, recently they've got to learn what losing six or eight percent in a week looks That's like. It's a good yeah. lesson to learn now when the stakes are small though, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> like look at this. You used to have this money and now it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lesson. Hang yeah. on, hang on. Tough you don't up, sell kid. until you you don't lose until you I think sell. you already gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. We're at a comedy club and you can't get the punchline. That's that's awesome. All right. I am very... Are you kidding me? Twice. Thought we talked about this. I'm sorry. It's mom. She never calls twice. Okay, everybody, you got to be quiet. Hello, mom. Hello, mom. Joe. Mom. Hello. Yes. Hey, mom, I'm here. Oh, you know what's funny? I just had this really weird idea, and I know this is just plum crazy, that you boys were listening to Motown music, and get this, in Detroit. Ha! Gosh, can you imagine that? Well, no. Well, what do you think? Why do you think we're in Detroit, Mom? We're down at the library. Well, what are you boys doing down at the library? We, uh, 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 Richie challenged us to find the shortest book in the library, Ma. Uh, oh, gee, you oh, found it. Is that yeah. Doug? Yeah, Ma. Yeah, yeah the right uh, shortest book in the library? Yeah, I think OG found a good one, though, right? Career opportunities for liberal arts majors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Dude, I'm standing right here. Wow. It's one line. It says podcaster. We create podcasts. That's what you do. That's what all liberal arts majors do. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, have you found any I, I, I short did. books? It was uh, a short book called Amelia Earhart's Guide to the Pacific Ocean. I feel like Dr. Too soon, dude. <laughs> Too, Too soon, soon. right? <laughs> Which, yeah, I feel like Dr. Phil. How's that working out for you? Uh, I've got... Uh, do I get one? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what, Ma? I found a thousand years of German humor. It's pretty much like a front and back, and you're done. It's, it's over. Did, did I tell you that I went to Germany? About oh, 17 or 18 times yesterday. I, I can, a, we can show the video. Bingo, Mark. <laughs> he's, he's just checking it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell Doug that his G.I. Joe action set with Cobra just came in. I gotta go. Hold it. We I gotta go. We're worth, back in Texas in 24 hours. We got a show to do. G.I. Joe will be there, man. You're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Oh, yeah. that reminds me of a story. Do you remember that time you brought over that friend of yours? You know, the one whose dad worked right down the road from that restaurant that caught fire the year before you were born? No. no. What? You know, what? your friend oh, with a hair. No. You know the one I'm talking about, and he's married to that woman. No, what? Which the woman? The one who reminds me of that movie with Meryl Streep. What? Okay. No, not the one where she sings, but the other one. What? No, she oh, did God. lots of them. No, no, Mom, hang up, Richie. Jeez. She will be telling that story. Tomorrow, when we get home, she's she, still into her phone. Still, <laughs> she's she's gonna be talking all night long. I have a mom, like you know, that. mom. All right, uh, mom doesn't know how to tell a story, but our next guest does. This man is the best storyteller I've ever heard, and he's we're so lucky. He's here in our backyard in Detroit, and he's a Spartan. I know OG likes that. Yes, Ooh. absolutely. Ooh. We. We, we, t- we talked about family. We talked about money. Now we're going to talk about business. Ladies and gentlemen, you saw him on Snap, or you heard him on Snap Judgment. You've heard him on his own podcast, Homemade Stories. You've heard him on the Moth Storytelling Podcast. Give it up for Shannon Kaysun. Look at that, look at that, they're leaving me. Anybody here listen to podcasts? It's it's obvious, right? Huh? You're here, it's obvious. Uh, I do two podcasts, one called Homemade Stories, and another one called The Trouble. I do with WBZ Chicago. Uh, when, when, When Joe got in touch with me, and I saw the podcast as Stacking Benjamin's podcast, I'm like, I'm a... I'm a case study. If you listen to any of my stories from my show, it's a case study on what not to do with money, honestly. Uh, a lot of it deals with Motor City Casino, too. So I'm just, I'm being real. So, you know. Uh, but I was like, uh, I can talk about Detroit, you know, because I'm, I'm Detroit through and through. Any Detroiters in the house? I don't know. So I could tell some stories about that. And the best businessman I know, my dad. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad wore big hats and double-breasted suits and talked big when we drove around Detroit in his Cadillac. 
He said it was triple black. I said, Daddy, what, what's triple black? He said, my Cadillac, boy. I said, no, nah, nah, Dad, I mean, like, like, what does triple black mean? He was quiet. I think he forgot or he didn't know, you know. <laughs> but my dad, you know, he ain't never going to get caught up. He always got a, got a good answer. He said, uh, uh, black on the inside, black on the outside, and a black man driving, triple black. <laughs> then something happened. And my, my dad, I was young, my dad blamed it on this guy named Reagan and this thing called Reaganomics. And then he stopped wearing the big hats as much and he didn't wear the triple black suits, the, the double-breasted suits as much. And then somebody came and, and, and took the Cadillac and the Toyota we drove around Detroit would, would leak at the sunroof on rainy days, but my dad still talked big. I was with him when he saw another Cadillac. This one was huge. We pulled into this lot. I remember him, we got out and looked at it and it was black. It was big. It was rusted all over it. It had chrome and gold plating. And my first thought was like, this thing is tacky. But my dad was excited. You know, he a salesman. He was excited. He was like, man, this is, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, and he was just so excited. And I was just like, man, this, this limo is fresh. Because he just built it in my head. This limo is fresh. I never should have said that. Eighth grade graduation. It wasn't the highlight of my scholastic career, if that's the way you say that word, is a scholastic. <laughs> it wasn't the highlight, but being that I went to a high school with a 50% dropout rate, it was the highlight for 50% of the students. You know? <laughs> so kids were talking about getting tuxedos. Some kids were talking about, like boyfriend and girlfriend were talking about dressing alike to go to graduation. People were talking about getting limos. I had came home from, from playing basketball and my sister said, daddy said to beeple. So I went in there to the kitchen phone. Y'all remember kitchen phones and beepers? Huh? <laughs> I see the I see some gray hairs in this audience. You know what I'm saying? I, I went to the kitchen phone and I'm doing the rotary dial and, and dialed up my dad and he called me back. Uh yeah, man. Uh I know how much you love the limo. Uh you got your graduation coming up. Your dad will take you. It's a surprise. I'm going to take you to the graduation in the limo. Let you, let you high post like your dad in front of all your friends. <laughs> now, my dad, everything he gets, he turns into something to make money. My dad had fixed up the limo like he saw it in his mind. He got it repainted. He got gold plating all over it. He got five-star rims. He even had gold-plated goblets in the back of the limo. <laughs> he called it the party caddy. He had cars, and he would drive people around, the party caddy. So when he said he was taking me to my graduation, <laughs> I was mortified, you know. 
I did not want to ride in that Bishop Don Juan <laughs> Batmobile Iceberg Slim. What's some other uh, black exploitation movies? Uh, what's some good ones? Huh? What, what Detroit to the Dolomite, Dolomite, good one. Yeah, Dolomite. I did not want to see. For me, I'm a, a under the radar kid. I play basketball. I collect comic books. I'm I'm pretty good in school. I'm a good student. Uh, I'm a virgin. Um, <laughs> I did not want to ride in that Bishop Don Juan mobile. I could imagine getting out, like going to the graduation, getting out and seeing all my friends and everybody looking at me and saying, Shannon, you look like one of your dad's hoes getting out of that limo. <laughs> but Y'all Detroiters, cars in Detroit, I couldn't let my dad down. He, he was serious about, my mom is even serious about cars, so I can't really like say it, so I just gotta take this one for the team. Graduation day, my mother's running around, I'm getting dressed up and she's running around with a Polaroid camera taking pictures. I'm like, Ma, save it for, for college or something. This ain't no real, this is eighth grade. Come on, Ma. You know, so she taking pictures. I'm dressed in this suit that's, that's way, I had like a, uh, I got a suit. It was, I'm just thinking about it now. I had like a, a shark skin suit. It was like a, a, a gray shark skin suit and I had like a thin tie and I had these shoes that were the fakest crocodile you could ever imagine. My, my dad took me shopping for my clothes. <laughs> so I had all that on and I was getting ready for graduation and my sister came and said, Dad said to beep him. So I went to the kitchen, beeped him and, and he called me back. Hey man, uh, yeah, your dad can't, can't, I know this gonna disappoint you. I can't take you to the graduation in the limo. Uh, your dad gotta make this run. I gotta take this couple to a I don't know, where do people go with party caddies? Wherever they, <laughs> I gotta take this couple to a party caddy event. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm be there on time to see you, you do the little graduation thing. And he got off the phone. Yes. <laughs> so I was excited about that. I'm, huh. So I rode to the graduation and my mom's yellow Ford Granada the plainest car ever. And I rode there with my sister and my, and my mama and we went to the graduation. We pulled up in the parking lot and I got out and I saw all my classmates and friends. Some of them had, had white tuxedos. Some of them even with top hats and canes going to the eighth grade graduation. Girl, girlfriend and boyfriends dressed in similar colors, you know, dressed in the same colors and, and even, even limos. I saw limos at the graduation. And I looked at myself in the glass of the gymnasium before we went in and I just, I just look so regular to myself. I just look so normal. I'm trying to make myself look more normal even with that suit on, I just looked so normal. And I thought about that and we went into the graduation and my dad, 
He always keeps his word, so he let me know that he wasn't able to take me, but he was there in time to see me do my graduation. And I, and I crossed over, and we threw our little caps in the air for eighth grade graduation. I don't know what the <laughs> <laughs> what is this that we're doing. And uh, after graduation in Detroit, you know where you go. You go to Red Lobsters, right? We just go <laughs> Red Lobsters with an S, right? With an S, Red Lobsters. We was going to Red Lobsters for the longest. My dad probably would still say, we, well, Red, we can go to Red Lobsters, you know. So we was going to Red Lobsters, and uh, everybody was, was leaving, and I went over to my dad, and, and they were going to get him my mom's for Granada, and I said, Dad, I'm going to ride with you. And we walked out. My dad, bigger than life, and me with my suit on, and we walked out the gymnasium, and all my friends were looking. And I walked to his, his bigger than life Cadillac, and my dad held the door for me. And all my friends and, and classmates were watching. I kind of felt like someone special. I kind of felt bigger than life at that moment. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Shayna Kaysan. I love that guy. You can hear homemade stories wherever you listen to Stacky Benjamins, and I got to tell you, that goes on a lot of runs with me. Shannon is just an amazing storyteller. All right, we about ready to do some trivia? Yes, uh, trivia contestants, come on up. Too. While we're waiting for our trivia contestants, how about Brad Lark over on guitar? Come on, come on right up. So, right on stage, yeah. Brad came here all the way from Cincinnati to play for us tonight. And we have our friend Amika from Cincinnati. Who else is here from a long ways away? We got our people. Uh, where are you from, sir? Columbus. From Columbus. Night. Nice. Well, Boo. you know. <laughs> Connect, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so my mom's neighbor, Doug, I'm just going to say, Security. went to <laughs> Purdue. Purdue, you're welcome, all the Michigan fans in here. Boiler yeah, up. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to start a fight I feel, I feel here. like we're, we're missing a contestant. Where is, yeah, we have two oh, really brave. Oh, nope, there he is. Okay. There, there he comes. Guy who... All right, we got our contestants. Richie, let's roll the trivia. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and today... I'm gonna rock your world with my amazing, you can't believe you're getting it for free, Detroit-based trivia. If you're a true Detroiter, you already know that Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech here two months before he delivered a slightly more famous version in Washington, D.C. And you definitely know that this city is so large. How large is it? Thank you. It is so large, you could fit all of San Francisco, Boston, and Manhattan within its borders. And you totally know that our downtown is America's best comeback story, am I right? I'm telling you, this town is amazing! But only the most diehard Detroiters know this little pearl, which is today's trivia question. Contestants, you ready? You're really not. <laughs> Detroit! 
is the potato chip capital of the world. While the rest of America eats about four pounds of chips per person. To that, Detroiters say, ha, child's play, watch this, because we eat seven pounds of potato chips per person per year. So here's your question. Based on, you ready? <laughs> Based on the city of Detroit's current population, how many pounds of potato chips will Detroiters eat in 2018? <laughs> I'm sure they're going to wow. nail that one. Wow. All right. So we play this Price is Right style for those of you that don't listen to the show yet. Uh, and that means closest without going over, right? So we're looking for a number closest without going over. Let's meet our contestants. Uh, who do we have first? I'm Jen. Jen. Where are you from? Uh, Northville. Northville. She, she had to think about it. Where am I from? Uh, Not off Jen's to a good in the start. witness relocation program, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> am I allowed to say? Right. And, and uh, uh, Jen, were you dragged here by somebody? I, I was. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, absolutely. And then who's next to you? I'm Andrew. Andrew. Great to meet you. Andrew, what do you do? I'm a firefighter paramedic. Nice. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very Thank much. Thank you for your service. Yes. I've got this little pain right here. Can you? <laughs> he came here to hose off this show. Right. <laughs> Wait, uh, where are you from, Andrew? Uh, not Columbus. Not Columbus. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Does that mean Ann Arbor? Where'd you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Tonight, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> He's in the witness lead <laughs> relocation <laughs> program. <laughs> we, got, we got three people the FBI hiding. Uh, and you, sir? I'm John from Northville. John from Northville. We, we got like the Northville meetup going on here. <laughs> Yes, John, and, uh, and what do you do? I'm in software sales. He's in software sales. I don't know what to do. What, what do you do that? Nothing. So yeah. Ta-da! Right. <laughs> right. Well, we're glad you're here, guys. So, here we go. All right. Seven pounds per person, population of Detroit. How much total will the city of Detroit eat? How, much, how many pounds of potato chips total I think they will got the city it, of Detroit? They got it. Well... <laughs> I have it. reason to believe at least one of these contestants may not have it. So I thought I would re-explain right. that. All right, Jen. 14 million. 14 million. And next is, I think it was Andrew? Yes. I'm going to say 4.2 million. 4.2. And is it Chris? John. John? Bill? Bill's Bill, Frank? Enough. Bob? Yes. John? I've listened to the show too much. 4.3 million. Uh, well played, sir. There's one of those guys in every audience. <laughs> Got to do it. Yes. Unbelievable. So Bill Chris John said uh, 4.3. Unfortunately, guys, we're going to make you wait so you can head back to your seat for a second because right now, we have, this is how they do it, right? They get you halfway. But I want to know the potato After chip thing. Well, right now, we've yes. got some potato chips to eat. Yes. Yeah. You know what else we got? Actually, this is an exciting segment. We've had so much fun talking about these people in every city. TIA is here sponsoring the show, but what they're doing is, because they've been around for 100 years, they're celebrating by awarding Difference Maker Awards to 100 people around the nation. Each uh, person, $10,000 to go toward their nonprofit and helping their cause. And we have one right here in the metro Detroit area. Ladies and gentlemen, from Livonia and from the Emily Ann Griffin Foundation, warm welcome for Inger Griffin. How are you? 
I'm great. Thanks for having me here today. You do this every day, speak to a room and big room full of people? No. no. <laughs> That's all right. We're all friendly. Uh, uh, let's, let's talk about this because this, is, this story is a very painful story, but let's start off with, with your family. Tell me what happened. Well, in 1998, we um, gave birth to our third child, and after having two boys, we were thrilled to welcome our baby daughter. We named her Emily, Emily Ann. And shortly after she was born, she went into respiratory arrest, and she had a um, anom- heart anomaly, and she needed open-heart surgery. When they did the open-heart surgery, whenever a child is born with a cardiac defect, they do genetics. And we were told she had a very rare chromosome disorder, and we were told that she was going to be severely multiply impaired. So we, of course, went through the mourning process. You know, we thought we were going to have a third healthy child, and instead we were handed one with special needs. Well, I'm a pediatric nurse, and my husband is an ER physician, so if anybody is able to handle this, it would be us, right? You would think that, but I can tell you that we were completely thrown for a loop. Our life was just turned upside down. We had a four-year-old son and a two-year-old son. We had a child who was in the hospital for over a month. We were juggling all that. And when you have a child with special needs, there's not a part of your life that is not touched. Being in the medical field, we were shocked at how much wasn't covered by insurance, things that our child needed. So while we were balancing all this, not getting any sleep, you told me on the phone a couple days ago something that your husband said. You felt like you're just on, on call crisis 24. Mode. Yeah. We were, that's the way my husband described it. We were in crisis mode 24 7. Yeah, hard to keep up with any friends or out, people outside right. of your immediate family. Right. We kind of just pulled in and we just pretty much survived. But through the course of her short life, things would come up that she needed, and one of the first things was, was hearing aids. And in order for a child to develop speech, they need to hear clearly. Well, insurance was going to cover a very inexpensive, not very good pair of hearing aids. So because we had the financial need, we were able to buy the best hearing aids for her. They were $2,000 a piece at the time. And other things that Emily needed during her life, she, when she was two, she still couldn't sit up. So we had to buy special chairs, special car seats, and all these things weren't covered by insurance. And we were embarrassed being in the medical field and having no idea that these things weren't covered by insurance. But because of our financial situation, we were able to afford it. However, I did have to quit my job because my daughter had multiple doctor's appointments every week, and she also had therapy two or three times a week. So a lot of families that do have special needs, they have to drop down to one income. What about, what about your sons? I'm imagining you're spending all this time with your daughter. What about your relationship with them during that time? A lot of guilt. Just feeling guilt and, and horrible for this. And, and I just... I just had a lot of guilt because I didn't have the time to spend with them. Our, our son, who was two at the time, even to this day, I really have no good, solid memories of his year when he was two and three because we were just so focused. And we were always dividing and conquering. My husband and I never spent any time together because if by chance we were home and we were both awake, which was rare because kids with special needs notoriously do not sleep well at night, um, one of us would be with Emily and the other would take the two boys. Yeah. And so, then when Emily passed away, was, was, was that expected? No. We were on vacation. Uh, my parents had a place in upstate New York on Lake Champlain. We went up to visit them, as we did every year. And Emily, it was just before her third birthday, and we were finally at a point where we really enjoyed the vacation, and we thought, maybe we can do this. 
you know, maybe we can handle this. Well, she spiked a fever uh, the day before we were going to leave to go home, and it's a 12-hour drive. We said, let's go through the states. Being medical people, let's just go through the states in case we have to stop at a hospital. Well, we made it to Buffalo, New York, and we were going to spend the night, break up the trip, but she wasn't doing well, so we took her to the ER, and she passed away within 24 hours. What we didn't know is she had contracted Legionnaire's disease. So by the time we got her to the hospital, there was, they didn't know it. They thought she had a bad pneumonia, but nobody was thinking Legionnaires. And, and so she died very unexpectedly. We were away from home. We, you know, we just had our little nuclear family. And so it was devastating. I'm just thinking of all of your grief. I'm thinking of your family. How do you get from there to, let's start a foundation. Well, I never would have thought this would be something that I would have, we would have taken on, but after Emily passed away, we donated her hearing aids to Children's Hospital. Probably a few weeks later, maybe a month later, we got a letter from a mom who had given birth to twins at 24 weeks. Her little boy had passed away. Her daughter survived, but she was also multiply impaired, and her husband couldn't take the stress of it, so he left her. So she was a single mom, and she wrote in this letter that she was so stressed and she was staying up late at night, you know, after her daughter went to bed trying to figure out how she was going to buy the best hearing aids for her daughter. And she said that's when she got Emily's gift. So that just touched our hearts because throughout Emily's life, I can't tell you how many times my husband and I looked at each other and said, when we had to buy something and it's all anything, you put medical or special needs on it, the price just goes way up. And um, we would say, what do people do that don't have a physician's salary? And we knew they did without the things that their kids needed to me- reach their full potential. So when we got that letter, we decided we were going to start a foundation. So four of my friends and I who don't golf sat down and put on our first <laughs> golf outing, our first golf outing in our dinner. And that was back, our first one was in 2002. And it's just kind of escalated from there. That's so awesome. Isn't that awesome? Absolutely. So, I don't know, you're at home one day, and you find out that you're a TIAA difference maker. Tell me this story. How did that happen? Did you get a phone call? you get an email? What happened? We got an email. I got an email. I sat down, and I was just going through my email, and I saw that, and I'm embarrassed to say I thought that it might be some kind of scam. Like I really an, did. Like I'm an always IRS, on alert. I'm like an always IRS on alert scam or something. For some kind of scam, you know. And Click here so, for your money. Right, or I'm like, are they going to ask for my Social Security number? Because I know not to give that out. <laughs> so um, I did. I thought it was a scam, but the more I read, and then I looked on the website, and I was like, holy cow. Now, when I see dollars when it comes to the foundation, I don't see money. I quickly calculate that into how many hearing aids is that adaptive tricycles, speech therapy, it all gets quickly, you know, yeah, it's already spent. Items. It is oh. it is it is going well, to a good place. We constantly have requests coming in. One other thing about our foundation is requests come from special education teachers, social workers, physicians. So they call us and say, "Inger, this kiddo needs this and the family can't afford it." And I'm like, "Let me check my balance and the check can go out. They send me an invoice, the check can go out the next day." A lot of times, family have to fill out. They have to fill out forms, and they wait a couple months, and then they get a denial letter. And they don't have the energy for that. And that was one thing we wanted to do: was just lift that burden off these families. Make it really easy, much yes. easier. And we're all volunteer staff, so we very little overhead. So because it's our passion, and we actually get more out of it 
than the people we help. And, and we get to keep Emily's name. A lot of times when you lose a child, people don't want to say the name because they don't want you to feel bad. But you're always thinking about your child every day. And so we get to hear her name, Emily, all the time. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. If people want to donate, where do they go? Um, they can go to our website, which my brother-in-law does for free, <laughs> eagf.org. And you know what? If you don't remember that, we'll have that on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. Let's talk for just a second about TIAA. What's your relationship with TIAA? Well, I have family members that use them for their retirement investment, and one of them is my sister. We don't sit around and talk finance. We're medical people. We talk gross stuff. She's a nurse, too, so we're always talking gross stories and stuff. But, you know, so I called her, and I said, tell me about this. And she said that she started um, working at U of M Hospital as a nurse, and she started putting away with TIAA her retirement. Of course, like most of us, she's kicking herself that she didn't start sooner. Um, but so since 98, she's, she's, you know, and she didn't have enough good things to say about him because she said every time, even though she's small potatoes, as she would say, for as far as money, she said she always gets to talk to somebody and they always, you know, really take her seriously and she feels valued. So, well, I'm so glad that you're here. Congratulations, by the way, and I hope we help you raise a lot of money. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Inger Griffin, everyone. Thank you. Wow. Just just an amazing story. Uh, Thanks, by the way, to TIAA for sponsoring today's show. TIAA is celebrating its centennial by honoring difference makers like Inger. Just, we, we talked to Jonathan in uh, Orlando, just a fantastic story. All we impressive. talked, All yeah, in Kansas City to Kathleen. Difference makers across the world. If you wanna know what kind of difference maker you are, and these are all people like Inger that just take their personal situation and give back to their community, which is amazing. You can take the difference maker quiz at quiz.tia. Dot org. 100 difference makers, $10,000 each going to their nonprofit, $1 million uh, from TIAA. TIAA, difference maker, 100.org. Thanks to TIAA. All right. We'll go from that to something super important potato chip trivia. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Great transition. Great how transition. Great transition. How do you do? I don't know how you do that. All right, let's get let's, our contestants back up here and get, uh, uh, long walk. Can we get front. our contestants off again? Yes. So, Chris, you're not in town that long. Until uh, tomorrow morning, but my flight leaves at a better time than yours. It sounds like. I know we're we're up at three thirty in the morning tomorrow. Yes. To head back to Texas. Good thing so. the show is over by 1 a.m. That's right. We'll That's be right. out of here by 2, yeah. so we'll give you plenty of time. Yeah, we, didn't you tell you the, we didn't tell you the show ends at 1 a.m.? <laughs> we didn't tell everybody that? Oh, sorry. If I could interrupt. No. no. Okay. So let's revisit, before we dive back into the second half of the trivia, let's revisit the answers that our contestant gave us. Jen, allegedly from Northville, she... Uh, <laughs> May or may not. She uh, suggested that Detroiters eat 14 million pounds of potato chips Feel, a year. You feeling good about that, Jen? Yes, I like potato chips. Jen's good. Wow. <laughs> I got a buddy who can do that on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, we have... Uh, Andrew. Andrew. I, it was hard for me to say the name because he's a Buckeye. And, firefighter um, guy from... Firefighter. Right. Wherever. Okay, he was at 4.2 million. And Chris... Feel, slash, wait a minute, Andrew. You, you like that? 4.2? <laughs> he said she went on the that. answer. 
And uh, Chris slash John. Chris slash John yeah, slash he, Bill. Uh, he went with 4.3 million. Four points. Feeling good? You're feeling better than Andrew. <laughs> right. All, All right. Are we ready for the answer, buddy? Richie, let's do this. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I'm back with your trivia answer. You know, here in the basement, we're all about taking the easy stuff and making it complicated. Sure, we could have played it down the middle of the Lodge Freeway and served up some Motown trivia. We could have spoon-fed the best audience we've ever had. With some, you know, some obvious automotive or, you know, maybe Kid Rock or Greek Town or Eminem or Belle Isle trivia. We could have gone Supreme, Stevie Wonder, Red Wings, Aretha Franklin, Henry Ford, Bob Seger, All White right. Stripes, Detroit Tigers. All right. But we don't do that here. That's not who we are. No, that is not who we are. We are not going to pander to the hometown crowd just for some cheap applause. Not going to do it. When everybody else zigs, we're going to zag. So here's the question based on the city Already? of Already? Already the question. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we like to just get right to it. So based on the city of Detroit's current population, how many pounds of potato chips will we eat in one year? Well, Detroit's current population is a little under 675,000 people. And since every one of those Motown party people will eat about seven pounds of those crispy, delicious little taters, that totals... 4.725 million pounds. Software engineer. <laughs> Did you get it right? <laughs> Software engineer nerd. 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 Hey, those of you at home, if you got it right, you can celebrate with a Coney dog with heavy onions, but for God's sakes, do not put ketchup on that bad boy. It is just not done in Detroit. Congratulations to Christian. 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 All right. Hey, and we got something special for Christian, right? Yes. Christian. Jen have... Andrew, go back to your seats. We're done with you guys. Christian, do you have a phone? Jeez. Sticking around. Because your, your big, your big winning, suitable for framing, taken with your camera, is a picture with OG and Doug picture and I. picture with OG and Joe. I know. You're welcome. Can you, can you make it over there? Very suitable for framing, but you'll have to print it out you yourself, you and you'll way. have to uh, do it yourself. Come on over here. We got to right. Come on, Chris, John, Bob. All right. Where's your phone? Yeah, do we have a phone? Ah, can we grab... Somebody can throw we, his phone here. Rich, yep, we got Bill getting the phone. Yes. All we need is the secret security code. We actually have some swag. We got a t-shirt. And we got some better made Detroit potato chips. Whenever it's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. We got nothing to do. Wait, what are you doing over here? I'm here for the picture. It's my trivia. Yeah. <laughs> That went to 11. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Steve, take that out. All right. Uh, here we go. We ready? Count it down? Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. One, three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, man. Hey. Big hand for Chris John Bob. <laughs> white size. White size. Watch your step. Nice job. Count right on that, right?
I wasn't a, I wasn't informed that we could swear on this. I, <laughs> I, I really didn't know. I really Who knew. I really felt like yeah. in PG thirteen you get one. Oh, all right. <laughs> this would have been a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah, would have been. Yes. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, by the hold, way, I want to go. Yes. Hold on, dude. You got to call your mom back. I mean, <sighs> I do. I actually want to do something else before that. Really? Well, I, you're okay. right. I should apologize to her. Yeah. But you know what? Seriously, before I apologize okay. to her, we forgot to do something. Okay. For the Emily Ann Griffin Foundation. Mm. OG. Yeah. So, Richie, you've got t shirt somewhere. Well, not the one you're yes. wearing, dude. Don't. I know you're wearing a T-shirt. I can see that in the back somewhere. Please don't take it off. Yeah. That one. That one costs half. The awesome <laughs> swag that awesome so, swag that Brad over here makes for us. Somewhere, yes. Thank yes. you, Brad. Somewhere back there or outside or yes. by the bar. Our T-shirts are twenty bucks. About five is our part. Yeah, not much. But everything yes. that we that we earn from that, we're going to give to to uh, the Emily Foundation. We're going to give to the okay. Emily yep. and Griffin Foundation. Yep. And so also... buy lots of t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And also, our part of, believe it or not, that whopping 10 bucks you paid to come see the show, uh, our part of that also, yeah, let's absolutely. donate. That's cool. Yeah, we're going to awesome. donate that too. Wow. Sorry, Doug, no paycheck the, for you. The Tim Man right, does have a heart. Okay, but now you got to call your mom. <laughs> You That's the way I'm putting off calling mom. You can't hang up on mom. I, I know. I shouldn't hang up on so mom. Uncool. I'm sorry. I'm so, Okay. Hold on. I'm going to... Okay. Hey, uh, mom? Oh, hey, honey. Yeah, hey. You know, it wasn't you know, Bridges of Madison County I was thinking about, but the other movie. <laughs> and she stood right next to Meryl Streep, and they were talking about that thing where your skin... Mom? You know how your Aunt Louise had that... Condition. I, I, I know I didn't. you never met her, but we talked about it on that trip south. We we did. What was that mountain we visited? Okay. I think it was Lookout. Well, his wife reminds me of that other woman. You know, the one with the red hair. She has well, no idea Mom, you know who I'm talking about. Mom, Mom, I don't I don't know who you're talking about, but I called to apologize because you taught me not to hang up on people, and I've hung up on you twice, so I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Oh hey, honey. That's great. You are such a nice boy. Are you having fun with that little show thing you do? You mean my full-time job, Mom? With part-time hours. Oh, with part-time hours. Nice. I'm standing right here. Uh, that OG. Yo. Remind him yep. again that if he can't say something nice, please not to say anything at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you're tying his hands behind his back, What am Mom? I going to do now? <laughs> what, what does he do after that? Oh, and while I have you, Gertrude wants to leave a message on that Bloom call for a helpline. How does she do that? Well, it's down here at the library. Uh, we're about to practice that now. So um, I will tell her when we get home uh, a little bit later. But hey, I wanted to ask you, did you figure out your Halloween costume? You got that sorted out? Oh, well, Absolutely. When I thought you boys might be in Detroit, I realized that Madonna's from there. I could go as Madonna. You know, I'll play up that whole like a virgin thing. <laughs> Hang up on her, Richie. Here we go. Hang up. There we go. This Holy. lady. That, that oh. got, yeah. This is, they're children That's past PG-13. It's time for the Bloom Call for Help. Wonderful. Let's change the subject. Bloom. Thank you. And normally Please. at this point in the show, I talk about Bloom, as Lampenzo would say, but we have Mr. Bloom here. Tell us about Bloom. 
Okay, Bloom was a company that uh, myself and a couple of other fellows started about five and a half, six years ago. And the reason we started this was, was because of the following. Prior to this, I was a wealth manager, had my own company, and we, we generally only managed money for people that had at least a million dollars. And it bothered me that my own mom and dad didn't qualify, didn't technically have enough money to be clients of the firm that I started. Now, I'm, I'm not an a-hole. See the filter? Nice. We've maxed out on what you say. So... My parents, they were clients of mine, but, but the point is, had I not been in the business, there was no financial advisor that would have given my parents the time of the day, and that really, really bothered me. And so we decided to start a company that focused on people's 401ks. So when I asked the question earlier, if you've had a 401k or if you have one right now, every time I ask that question to an audience, that's the same response I get. Most people have them. Very few people understand if they're investing them properly, if they've minimized fees. There's 90 million people in this country that have one of these things. They're very important. And my mom and dad could not get help. And, and, I'll, and I'll make it even more personal for you. I lost my dad six years ago. He was 63 years old, never had one single day of retirement, worked all the way up until the chemo didn't allow him to work anymore and passed away after that. And don't think for a second that I don't think about if a company like Bloom would have been around in the early 1970s when my dad was getting his start right out of college. If there was a company back then that was willing to help him, maybe, maybe it would have put my mom and my dad on a path to have even just a couple years of retirement. Maybe he could have retired at 60 and they could have traveled. My dad loved to travel to a bunch of random weird, like the deepest hand dug well in Kansas and the <laughs> biggest ball of twine. And like, that's the thing that he loved doing and maybe spend more time with the grandkids. So we know at Bloom, the employees we have at that company know when they come to work every day that there's a very real shot that the work that they're doing will at some point, maybe long after we're not affiliated with a company, extend the number of days that somebody has between their last day at work and their last day on this planet. And so if you've got a 401k, go to the website, Bloom, it's spelled three with three O's. O's. Get a free analysis and decide if we can be helpful to you. It takes about four or five minutes to get an analysis on your 401k, a health check, and then you can decide if you'd like to sign up uh, pay a whopping $10 a month, less than you're paying for Netflix to get professional help with what could be your single most important retirement asset you may ever have. If you have a friend choosing a target date fund. Right. <laughs> also, you got a check mark somewhere. Bingo. <laughs> Bloom, Bloom might be a much, much, I say might be tug in cheek, a much, much better option. Yeah. And you don't have to move your 401k to nope, Bloom. Nope. It stays right manage there. Manage it where it's at. Doesn't yes. matter where you work, doesn't matter where your 401k is held, and it, it sure is shh. Doesn't matter how much money you've got in your account, we'll help anybody. Nice filter again. Thank you. Yep. Stackybenjamins.com forward slash bloom with three O's, and you get the first month free to check it out. Ten Thank bucks. You. Absolutely. Ten whole dollars. And to help us, by the way, answer today's Bloom Call for Help is another one of my Detroit area friends. She is a phenomenal blog called financialgarden.net. Please help me welcome Tasha Danielle. So great to see you again. Thanks for coming out. Good to see you, too. I saw you in Orlando last. Yes. Yes. Con. I absolutely love... I want to... Before we answer the call for help, you have an amazing story. You paid off how much money before age 30 in debt? $80,000. $80,000. Yes. 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 
And, and how long did it take you to pay off that much debt? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Three that's half that's years. incredible. Can I ask you a question, if you, if you don't mind answering? What sure. was your income during that time period you are paying off that kind of debt? So I started my career making 50000 but wow. I did live alone. I didn't have the option to stay with my mom, so just... You weren't making a million dollars a year and paying no. it off. That's amazing. Nope. So wow. just good old budgeting. Didn't hit the lotto or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, just wrote out, wrote out my debt, smallest to largest, and start plugging away at it. So you did it snowball method, smallest, yep, snowball. and had these little uh, wins along the way. That helped. Yep. So after I paid off one balance, I would reward myself with a small trip to visit a friend out of state. So I'll find a really cheap flight. Spirit was my friend back then. Spirit, where you have your legs. Yes. Well, you're not as tall as me, but I got my legs like in my teeth when I fly yeah. Spirit. So right. stuffing everything in a, in a suitcase to fit underneath my seat, not to pay for the carry-on. But yeah, um, so cheap flight, staying with a friend, um, didn't have to pay for lodging. So really economical, but wanted to reward myself along the way. Well, I love your story, and I'm glad you're here with us to help. You ready to answer a call? Sure. All right, Richie, who do we got on the call for help? Hey, Joe and OG. I got a quick question for you regarding 529 plans. Is it better to take advantage of the in-state tax breaks on the 529 or get a out-of-state 529 plan that would have a greater return? Thanks, guys. Thanks for the question. He's pretty excited. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> An exciting <laughs> topic. He needs <laughs> caffeine <laughs> stat. I feel like we dragged him to ask that question. Do we, do we lose anybody? Hey, we lose guys. Anybody? <laughs> I have a 529 question. He's, <laughs> he said, he's, 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 we, we generally don't make fun of our callers, but that was. <laughs> yes. He'll get a free t shirt. So. Only on live, uh, live yeah. shows. Only at live only, shows. Only in front of If we pick you for people. a live show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We've been saving that one for six years so we could do it on <laughs> a live show. Right. Tasha, uh, so uh, he's talking about 529 plans. Do I go for the ta- those, by the way, college savings plans? Do I go for the one with the tax break or the one not with the tax break? Let's answer that first. What's the difference between a 529 plan with a tax break and one that doesn't have a tax break? Most states do, but it has a deduction. Um, so it'll reduce your, your taxable income by how much you contribute. So Michigan is 10000 So if you contributed $10,000, you can reduce your income above the line for tax people in the room. Um, You're a tax nerd, aren't you? I am. I'm a CPA. You are a tax nerd. So I am a a little bit of a money nerd. But (laughs) to answer his question, I don't think you have to pick either or. I would would try to do both. So if the in-state one is good, use that. And you get the tax break if it's in your state. You can invest in other 529 plans that will maybe allow you to get the tax break um, and also be a better funded plan. So you don't have to pick the 529 plan that's in your state. Some states let you um, invest in their state plan as a non-resident and still get the tax break. So I would suggest that, you know, just look up, go to Morningstar, look up the top five uh, manage funds and then pick from within those top five that have the tax benefits. I know, Chris, there's a lot of people with whether it's 529 plans, 401ks, investments, a little worried about this market right now. What do you, what do you tell people hanging on to 529 money? That's probably the most common question that we get as financial advisors is anytime there's a market dip, you know, people are concerned about the political situation, terrorism, the economy, corporate earnings, on and on and on. What we try and tell our listeners and our clients all the time, especially at a point where we're at right now, is I can guarantee all of you in this room that the market is going to go down. Okay? It will. It's not if, it's when and how many times in your lifetime. And the mistake that people make is they associate that market decline with a problem. 
and they give themselves the permission to then bail out. And that is where more wealth is lost in this country than from anything else. It is not necessarily paying too high in fees. It's not even necessarily picking bad investments. The number one destroyer of wealth is bad behavior because the market's going to go down. You're going to get scared. You're going to allow that side of the brain. I always get the left and the right side, whatever the one that, that drives emotions. That's the one that's the one I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're I such could. a good advisor. <laughs> so, so Mrs. OG says anyway. It's like, <laughs> Did you see me raising my microphone and you beat me too? Oh, I know. I, 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 nice I, job. Yeah. So know, know that the market is going to go down. I don't know if it's going to be next week or next month or next year. It doesn't matter. It, it's going to go down, okay? But the thing you have to remember, there's never been a time in history where the market has not come back up. And what we try and coach our clients on is don't be those people that you hear about that sell at the bottom, or young folks with 401ks, it pains me when I hear these stories about people when the market goes down and they stop contributing to their 401k. We need to rewire our brains so that the next time the market sells off, we think of it as a big sale. When you walk into the grocery store, and for example, Doug, I know you love Fruity Pebbles. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. I'm Joe, I know you, I know Bill, you love Fruity I do. This is only the third time we've done this, Chris, but that's cool. <laughs> well, you love Fruity Pebbles. Yes. If you went into the store and they were on sale for a dollar a box limit five, how many did you buy? Uh, 2700 Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when the stock market goes down, people are like, whoa, I don't know that I want anything here. So if you can train yourself to act as an investor, yeah. more like a consumer... I think that's a big help. Good stuff. OG, 529 plans, your favorite ones? My favorite ones? <laughs> Contests of some kind? I like, the, uh, I like what you said about checking out other states' ones. Savingforcollege.com is yes. a great website that you can visit to uh, look at your state, look at, uh, look at uh, other states, find low-cost ones, whether or not you get a tax deduction, that sort of stuff. So that's my favorite resource. Let's talk about someone in a different situation. If it were save for the 529 plan, but he has $80,000 in debt. Which one do you do first, save or invest? Um, I, I paid off my debt first, so I would be yes. biased to that. So um, it's personal finance because it's personal to you. But for me, it was paying off the debt and then going after investings after that. So that's exactly what I ended up doing. Tasha Danielle, thanks for hanging out with us. No problem. From financialgarden.net. We almost tripped you up. All right. Thanks again to Brad Lark, by the way. Nice job, Brad. Hey, Brad. Brad is the chillest dude ever. He's <laughs> like, chillest. hey, we need a thousand t-shirts on Tuesday. He goes, yeah, man, cool, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is. That you is. want them shipped tomorrow? I could do that. I got it. I got yeah. it. You guys, no problem. That's not just gonna do it for Detroit. That's gonna do it for the tour. No, 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 no. The tour can't be over. I haven't been arrested yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't trashed any hotel rooms. We got thank, a lot more work to do. Thank goodness. Thank, thank goodness. We, 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 we made it through. So we've got a lot of people uh, that we're going to need to thank. The, um, uh, the. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Is my phone ringing? Oh my! I thought my phone was ringing. I think it's mom calling. This has to be the last time. Big yes. surprise. I have a feeling. This no, might we're be not the, done uh, with this yet, Richie. Well rehearsed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Joe. Hey. Hey, Mom. Uh, hey, Joe. I just remembered, if you and the boys go trick-or-treating this year, bring home the candy so we can check it all for razor blades. Yes. Mom. Mom, I'm 50 years old. 
well, okay, but you don't act 50 years old. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> nice. No, he doesn't. Nice. Uh, okay. I, I know don't... you boys are studying hard down at the library, mm-hmm. but I have just one more thing. What's that, Mom? Drive safe on your way back from Detroit. Busted. How does she know? Busted. How do you know? How did you know that? And tell those people you're with that I love them. And one more thing. What's that, Mom? Have them call their mothers. I will Aww. do that. Love you, Mom. Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Mom, everybody. Uh, Bringing it ne- home. Moms never stop worrying. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Chris, for hanging out with us. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. It's been such a great three-show tour. Dave, it's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know who the hell I am? He, he looked right at you, and I was like, does he mean to be looking over there? What is he doing? And we, even shared, we even shared a hotel room together. <laughs> okay, moving along. Oh, Let's go. oh, wait. OG, nice job, man. Hey, thanks. Got you it know. done. Doug, it yeah. was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very mediocre, sir. But could... It's Thank your you. show now, man. What should we have learned today? I have no idea. Was I supposed to be listening? Oh, my God. All right, I'll make something up. Uh, hey, let's use some Detroit-based music to help us through figuring out what we should have learned. First, as Eminem says, don't lose yourself. Take some advice from Cat Alford and Andy Hill. Have a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Whether you're single or married to the devil with the blue dress on, lay out your priorities with a loved one or friend and use them daily or in your night moves to make your best money decisions. That'll have you dancing in the streets. That guy got it. All summer long or even all winter. Second, ain't no mountain high enough when it comes to saving for your kid's college. A 529 plan is usually the best place to save. You'll avoid the tracks of your tears if you don't separate your money from your other funds for education expenses. But the big lesson? Kids, don't try to fool your mom if you're partying like middle-aged financial rock stars touring Orlando and Kansas City and finally creating some old-time rock and roll in the awesome city of Detroit. Lying does not pay. She'll somehow hear it through the grapevine and you'll cry the tears of a clown. Remember that, kids. And Joe's mom, please forgive us. We're bringing this Seven Nation Army home soon. Wow. Mom's neighbor dog, everybody. <laughs> Special thanks to Shannon Kason from the Homemade Stories podcast. Andy Hill from Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast. Kat Alford from the KatherineAlford.com. Tasha Danielle from the Financial Garden Blog. And our TIAA Difference Maker from the Emily Ann Griffin Foundation, Inger Griffin. From the mean streets of the 248, I'm Doug and I am out.
Welcome to the after show. That's your favorite part. Everyone want to hang out just a couple minutes longer? Yes. They're like, no, we're, no. we're done with this. No, it's a, we always find it funny, OG and I always find it funny when people have been listening to the show for six, eight months and they'll write us and they're like, we never knew there's a hidden track on every single episode. Everyone. That is so I awesome. I think everyone. I don't know that we've missed one, have we? Well, we have not. Not right. in a long time anyway. Oh. It's been years. But okay. we've been going around telling stories of financial mishaps as we've gone from city to city. And today it is uh, my turn to tell one. And the reason is, is that I think a lot of times people think that people standing up here, like they're just great with money, they're money wizards, but we've all made mistakes. And so I drew the short straw, so today is my turn to talk about a financial mistake. So I am uh, really, I, I really think this one woman is really, really hot. And I really want to impress her. So I unbelievably get her to start dating me which I can't believe. I'm very excited by that. To really impress her, I decided that I would take her to Chicago. And I'd planned this great weekend, and I found this boutique hotel called the Claridge Hotel. And it's right, at, right just north of Russian Division. If you know Chicago, you know, just north of there, there's some leafy brownstone neighborhoods, beautiful places. And right in between the brownstones, there's this gorgeous boutique hotel. And so we get there, and this is the most amazing hotel I've ever been to. Besides the fact that there's no view out our room, first of all, we have terry cloth robes. Second, there's this gorgeous art from around Chicago on the walls that different than, you know, like the Holiday Inn Express where it's the same art every room. This is original art. And there is a refrigerator in the corner that's stocked full of stuff. So Cheryl goes into the bathroom to freshen up because we're getting ready to go to dinner. She comes out. I am on one of the beds with a Bud Light and some macadamia nuts, and I'm chowing away. And she goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm having, this refrigerator is full of stuff. <laughs> and she said, I think you have to pay for those. And I said, I don't think you know how much I paid for this room. <laughs> So she jumps on the bed and grabs another Bud Light, and we have a pre-party. When we get back from dinner and dancing, not only have they had the turndown service in the room, they've restocked the fridge. <laughs> so the next day, we get ready to go to the awesome museums in Chicago, and we just fill the backpack full of stuff. We go out to the museums. <laughs> they restocked it again. So the next morning after the best trip ever, we, we, we uh, are getting ready to leave and Cheryl's got a suitcase, I got a suitcase and she wheels her, hers out toward the elevator. I get almost all the way to the elevator and I get an idea. And I said, why don't you go down? I'll be right back. So she gets in the elevator. I go back to the room, unlock the door. Roadies. Like any, like any smart guy smart frugal guy I unzip the suitcase I go over to the refrigerator I put my suitcase right here I take my hand and I go like this so I zip that baby up obviously before TSA guidelines <laughs> that's right 
Oh, luckily we got were, to drive. They were driving. Yes, we were driving. Yeah, good point though. You can't do you, you can't do this if you're <laughs> flying. No, yeah. But actually, to date when this was, Chris, we uh, this is before like call in checkout. So I I go down to checkout. Everybody's checking out at the same time, and I'm in the world's longest line. So I wait forever. I finally get up to the front, and the woman says, "Sir, how is your stay?" And I said. This is the best hotel ever. And she said, well, did you enjoy our minibar? And my inside voice said, what business of Warning. yours? Warning. What business of yours is that? But I didn't say that because mom taught me to be polite. So I said, I said, well, thank you. I enjoyed it very much. And she said, well, good. We already listed all the things that you've taken so far. If you can fill out the things on this list that you took, we'll just add it to your credit card and you can, you can go. And I'm looking at this Bud Light for eight bucks. The Toberlone, I hate Toberlone. Toberlone's like... anyway. It was free. No, it was 14. 14, yes. So I'm sitting there and there's this line of people behind me. And I look at my bag... And I look back up at her, and then I look kind of up at the room, and the guy behind me, he's been waiting every bit as long as I have, he goes, <coughs> and the woman leans forward and goes, sir, is everything okay? And I go, yeah, it's okay, yeah. And I look back down at my bag, and I look back again, and she goes, sir? And I lean in, and I said, I had it all. <laughs> And she goes, by the way, I can't make this up. She goes, excuse me? And I said, I had it all. And she was incredibly professional. The corners of her mouth only went like this for like a second. Before she goes, very well, sir, just sign here and, uh, and you're good. And she takes my American Express card and she runs it. And the only thing I can think why she's doing this is, please go through, please, please, please go through. And it goes through, and I learned to the tune of $764 that you should, uh, that that minibar's not free. <laughs> and if you learn nothing else from our show, we want to leave you with that. So thanks to all of you. Thank you, everybody listening in Kansas City, Orlando. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks. Well, Stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend OG, who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. Take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.